and welcome. This is Pastor Deborah. Agape Love, Love is Here Ministry. And this is the introduction to the webcams, to all the videos. And I wanted to introduce you to me before you got started. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what the webcam series are going to be about. I wanted to let you know that the first series uh, is going to be a rediscovery series. And as we travel through and we learn and grow, there will be more and more series of rediscovery. I want to let you know that I'm in a pattern. I have been highly trained and educated, and I am coming to you as a partner and ally of the most highest and mightiest general there ever is. Agape love. I like to use the analogy that in World War II, in order to set millions and millions and millions of people free, an entire continent, nations, and resources, and the next generations and the next generations, it took allies and partners from many, many nations, highly trained in many different areas, all coming together for one purpose, to set people free. Free people cannot stand the thought of other human, humans and humanity being in bondage and slavery and can't get free. So I serve under a general, Agape Love, Love is Here. Agape Love is the most powerful general there ever is. It will take you beyond all borders, through every nation. It doesn't need any papers. It travels in a world that most people don't understand nor see. I am sort of a resistance fighter, an underground fighter. But I'm also out in the open, a teacher. And these videos on webcam are going to be teaching lessons. There will be many different series that will come along to help you. And I hope that you enjoy them and that you get to know me and you get to know yourself and you get to know others. So enjoy the webcam videos. Some of them have different lengths, but the main goal of each one is to bring hope and encouragement to you, the person that you have not yet met, the person that has been hidden from most of yourself, but not from others, and to help you discover that there is more to you than you know. And because I am a trained fighter, and I work very closely with Agape Love, we're going to be doing some, setting some things free. If you've ever watched any of the World War II stories, and how... Europe was invaded. Some of the countries invited the people in. Some people welcomed. Other people did not have a choice. And yet they all ended up in the same place, bondage, to something that was more powerful, more vicious, and tormenting, and vexed. So here we are. Since humanity began, we have had problems in our hearts, and our minds, feelings, and our emotions. And oh boy, we have tried to figure it out. 
And there's a good article, uh, a video that you can watch called Equal Partners. Because a lot of us don't understand what is going on with us. Why do all the problems that we all want to solve and live in peace and harmony and have a wonderful life, why can we not solve them? There are so many smart and intelligent people all over the world in every nation going to school, learning, trying everything they know how to help humanity. Their hearts are so wonderful that they love and they don't like to see anybody hurting and vexed and tormented. And they're trying with every ounce of knowledge they have to figure it out. And there's resistance fighters such as me that we know you have to have something stronger than what we know. Throughout history, most of humanity believed in a connection to a higher power. And that higher power was a loving higher power. And it wanted to help us. And it wanted to touch us and caress us and be a part of our lives. Well, somehow, things got messed up. And we no longer really invite a higher power into our lives to help us. And we have turned mainly to other ways, which is working some. We are getting some results. But this enemy that's unseen that continues through thousands and thousands of generations doesn't seem to end. The war is never solved. There's little breaks every now and then, but it goes on. Everybody's asking the question, how do I stop it? How do we end this unseen war that attacks us, that attacks our children and our loved ones? How can we have peace? How can we get along with each other? And yet there's no answers. Humanity seems to be trapped in bondage and slavery to unseen enemies that it cannot see or hear, doesn't believe in. But it has no answers. And we all put along trying to figure it out. We're trying so hard. Every nation is trying. Every educated person, every mama, every father, everybody. We even got dogs and animals trying to help us and love us and support us. All of our spiritual leaders are trying to help us. We're all trying to be free. And we're trying to get somewhere, but we don't know where. And we don't know how to get there. So I'm here through these videos to help you. I am a special person. As I said, I'm a resistance fighter. I go undercover. I travel in that unseen world, unseen realm. I also travel in the natural realm. And I live in a home. And I do a lot of other things. But I am a soldier in a war as an ally, desiring that many others come along with a God to help set people free in every nation. An unseen invader that has set up, entrenched itself, embedded, entombed itself in our lives, whether it's in our spirit, our soul, or our physical body. And it rules us and reigns us and torments us into deep slavery and bondage. And we don't know how to get free. So hopefully, 
these webcams will begin to give you hope that there is freedom and to rediscover ways that have been long forgotten so that we can come together as allies and partners in a world war that crosses every nation, every boundary, and we can defeat this enemy that has tormented humanity since its beginning. And we will learn how to fight back, how to resist. We'll know it when it shows up, and we know what its goals are. So enjoy all the webcams. I hope to get better at this. This is kind of new to me. I'll still keep making the videos. And if you want to email me or contact me, you are welcome to. My email address is Pastor Deborah. D-E-B-O-R-A-H at agapeloveishere.org You may link to me on LinkedIn at Pastor Deborah. Love is here. There are some videos on there. Also, you may, I'm on Twitter under Pastor Deborah. Love is here. I also have a YouTube channel called Hidden Kingdoms. There's a lot of videos there. I'm all also on four different podcast platforms. I think it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Intune. So if you have an Alexa or something, you can ask for Pastor Deborah. There are some uh, audios you can listen to. And also I have the website, www.agapeloveishere.org. I'm already currently in partnership with people in Nepal and Kenya. Philippines and here in America and if you wish to call me on the phone text me now I do not have a smartphone so I'm not up there yet uh, at 1-850-501-5040 that is central time in the United States of America Pensacola Florida which happens to be about three hours east of New Orleans beautiful beaches kind of hot right now but been here a long time, and I am learning how to do this webcam stuff. So hopefully I'll get better, and I will be able to teach better for you. So enjoy each video, and please feel free to email me with questions. I'll get back to you. We got a war to win. And people to set free. You are invited to become an ally, a highly trained soldier, and a partner with the mightiest general there ever is, Agape Love. And help set people free. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah. Hello again. This is Pastor Deborah, and this is another webcam spiritual teaching and podcast. Wagapi Love, Love is Here. Today I'm going to be teaching you on a new subject that is a part of the King and the Kingdom series. Today's question is why does a word desire to be king? Now, we had talked in the previous one that the king 
who desires to rule our three-part system of spirit, soul, and body is a word that forms our concepts, forms our thoughts, gives us feelings, forms our precepts, our faith, our cultures, our laws of our nations, our laws of our family. We discovered that a word is very powerful, that it is timeless, it is immortal, it has no death in it, and it can live on within families, spoken, words of blessing, words of cursing. But today what I want to talk to you and bring into your thought is some words. So why does a word desire to be king? Point one. You know me. I like three points. Oh, my goodness. I've got, oh, my dear. Oh, I can't even see the end out there. How many of you think are here, Wilbur? Billions. I just had a guy last night on LinkedIn ask me, how was I going to reach billions and billions and billions of people? I told him, I'm going to travel on ships, planes, on social media. Now, he doesn't quite understand coming to the garden yet. And that there can be billions and billions of people in my house, down my hallway, in my living room. Because we're really not here physically. We are spiritually in the garden. And in the garden, a lot of teaching goes on. Everybody welcome. Everybody got a seat, got some notebook, paper, living creatures, help them out. It's like being in the stadium. Okay, ready? Point one. Why? What purpose does the word have within itself to rule and reign our three-part system? What purpose? What is its intent? That's question one. And we'll come back to that. Question two. What is the meaning of purpose? What you do? Well, yeah. What you're supposed to be doing? Well, yeah, that too. A lot of people don't know that they have a purpose. They're looking for their purpose in life. But we're going to talk about the word or a word and its purpose in your life. Three, how does a word rule? So let's get started. Number one. Why? Why does a word desire to be king? What is the power of a word within a spirit, a soul, and a physical body, a nation, coming out of the mouth of politicians, prime ministers, that's written down in documents, stories, books, movies, What does that word, that can also be seen in pictures, heard in songs, just music, art, sculpture, graphics, what, why does a word desire to be king, to be ruler, 
to govern. Why? Wants to be the boss? Of what? Of me, that's right. A word is a picture, a communication. And it desires to be the king of your spiritual mind and heart, of your soul and your physical body. Now what that means is, the word, whether it's a truthful word, how do you know what truth is if you haven't studied that? I listen to a lot of adult survivors. Everybody's got a truth. They got their truth and they got their truth. Oh, and this is my truth. Oh, and that's my truth. And everybody's got their truth. Well, which one is true? A word desires to rule and govern a system. What? Your heart. Your mind. Your spirit. Your soul. Your body. Have complete control over it. Guide it and lead it. Point it in the direction. Serve it. Worship it. It's to be king. Over its kingdom of spirit, soul, and body. Why? That's the nature of word. It's a government system. It provides rules and boundaries. Provides blessings and curses. It provides justice. It talks to us. Communicates to us. If you go this way, these things happen. If you go that way, those things happen. Word, a word, is a guider. It's a comforter. How many of you go and try to get a word of encouragement for somebody? I watch LinkedIn all the time. People are quoting other people's words to encourage you, to lift you up, to help you be better leaders, better people. Words, what are they? They are vehicles of thought that's going on deep on the inside where nobody can see now, how does a word get formed? Where does it come from? Does it come out of your biological brain? The electrical chemicals that's in your brain. Does the word come from your five senses? Your eyes, your ears, your tongue, your nose, and your touch. Why does a baby want to talk? Why do we want to talk to babies? Words going back and forth. Communication. So a word's basic nature and function and its purpose and its desire is to be a king within you. It also desires to be the king of a nation, a kingdom. It rules by law, government. Decrees, things written down, and they can be good or bad. The word or a word also rules faith, culture. It's a communication system between people. It can be passed down generations. It desires to be the boss, the ruling system. 
that everybody adheres to. Everybody follows for what? Peace, unity, happiness, joy. If I have within me my spirit, which has a lot of different components, which I'll try to get into in another uh, group of episodes on this. If there is peace, sort of like my spirit is a city, with many, many streets and houses and buildings and all kinds of things and protective walls around it, if that is broken down and it is not functioning correctly, my spirit is not at peace. And there's fragmentation of the word. If my soul is not guided by, have a keen over it, a word, then I'll have fragmentation. I'll have disunity. I will not be integral where everything is one. What I think, what I feel, what I believe, and what I speak out. So a word wants to come in, wants you to willingly listen to it, ponder it, challenge it. You can challenge a word. Test it to see if it's true, if what it says to you is right, if it's righteous. Does it help people? Does it love people? Is it loving? What are its goals? What are its purposes? The word does not mind you testing it. And then once you do that, and you find out if it's a truth or a lie, then you serve that word with joy and happiness, and you serve it out to other people. So the word does not mind you testing it, researching it, talking to other people, getting other information. If it's a true word, it wants you to have knowledge about it. Who gave it to you? Under what circumstances it was brought to you? What was the purposes behind that word? How were you to serve that word in love, joy, peace? How were you to transfer that word, communicate it to other people? And then once you find that out, you can willingly serve it. You plant it. It grows in your life. It becomes a mighty tree, sort of mighty king. It has fruits and blessings, protection for you. It will comfort you. It will guide you and lead you. And the purpose is, that is its purpose, to be a guide, to be a comfort, to be a leader, to protect you, to be a shepherd. So you won't get snookered by other words that are lies and deceptions. Because there are some bad words out there. And they want to be king too. But they put you in shackles. And they put you under horrible trauma and stress and will force you any way it can, spiritually. In your soul, it will vex you. It will take a sword, a gun, anything and say, you bow down to me or I shoot you, kill you, cut your head off. 
Because you're going to believe my word that I tell you, and that that is the truth, or you die. We've seen that through all of civilizations. Which word, which king is going to dominate your spirit, your mind, your soul, all your emotions, your physical body, your nation, your culture, your faith, how you treat people of different colors, how you treat different sexes, how you treat people that don't even know what sex they are, how you treat children and babies, how you treat the resources of your kingdom and your nation. A word desires to rule all of that. And it has to get planted in you first. You have to believe it. And even if you don't believe it, you have to serve it. You have to pass it on as truth. And you have to enslave other people if they don't believe what you believe. So the desires of a word is to be king. Not only over your system, but over other people's systems. Over children, women, men, over the nations, over the government, the money, the resources. That is the purpose of a word. Two, what is purpose? If you don't understand what purpose is, why do you, why are you even here? What are you supposed to be doing? Why did you get born? Do you have a purpose? Why are you here? Are you just here to have fun? Go to work all the time? Treat your family icky? Get all the money you can? Get all the boats, all the goodies? And not care about those that don't have any? Is it just take care of me and my own and nobody else? Can't take the money, the boats, the oil, the gold, the silver, the jewels. Can't take it to the grave with you. I can bury you in a boat, a big yacht, if I dig a hole big enough. But that ain't going into paradise with you. All the gold and silver, the jewels, it's not going into paradise, into heaven with you. You can't take anything but your spirit called the forever man. And you can take other people with you, but you can't take the stuff. So you spend all your life gathering stuff, investing in buildings and stuff and boats, internet, and you don't invest in people. You have lost your way and you do not know your purpose. A lot of people discover that on their deathbed. And you know what they say? I wish I had taken my money, my time, loved my family, spent more time with my family, tried to help somebody else. Because they realize at that moment, they ain't even taken their physical body that they've been working on. Not taking one of their nice clothes, their crowns, their diamonds. When I go to the grave, this diamond ring, which was my mother's, will stay on my body in the grave. I ain't going anywhere. But I can take some people with me 
who were not planning on going to paradise. And I'm going to tell you a story about that. I watched a movie called Left Behind. It is about how when some people in Christianity believe a rapture is going to happen. And some guy on a white horse, they call him Jesus Christ. Uh, the Muslim calls him something else. It's going to come back. It's going to be a great war battle. But some of the people believe they are going to be taken out because after that it's going to be ugly and famine and fire. It's just ugly down here. Because some guy named the Antichrist, who is working to build his kingdom, is going to be ruling the earth through people, through human beings. So a lot of people go, I want to get out of here. I don't want to be here. It's not going to be pretty. Probably worse than the Crusades. Worse than World War One and World War II. Just horrible. And you'll have a choice, they, they believe, at that time. You either serve that Antichrist that's probably housed over in Europe somewhere. A lot of that's getting set up now behind the scenes spiritually. If you do not serve it, keep your mouth shut, bow down to it, say nothing, we'll let you live. And we'll have cameras on you everywhere. And if you even try to speak about freedom and that what we're doing is wrong, are you a dead person? Now, a lot of people believe that. I believe that's coming. Be a lot of famines and earthquakes and fires. The earth going to be pissed off at us and it's going to rise up. Now, after watching that movie, I think it's by Tim LeVay, he wrote a series called Left Behind. I had never seen it, never read the books. The next day in my kitchen, I hear my king, who I serve out of the kingdom of heaven, ask me a question. He said, would I stay or leave? Now, this gets into purpose. I knew I could leave. And I would get out of all that ick. A lot of people are trying to escape and they want to leave and get out. And I said, sir, according to history, all the books I've read, there will be a lot of people here who won't get to go. This was in the movie. But there will be two guys over in Israel witnessing to the Jews. Your Holy Spirit, your governor, is still going to be down here working. A lot of bad stuff happening. And there will be a lot of people that they need some loving, some comforting during that time. I knew when I died I'm going to paradise heaven. That was no problem. So I told him, I said, sir, I will stay down here during that time. It won't be easy, but you'll protect me. And I'll reach out with arms and agape love and truth with the word and say, when you die, because we're all going to die, you can go to paradise with me. I said, give my seat to somebody else who wasn't expecting to go up. I will stay. Because you love humanity so much. Pay the high price for them. And I serve you. I will stay down here in the ick. I'll be a resistance fighter. I'll be a soldier for agape love. And I will go around and I will do social media. I will go undercover whatever's necessary. 
and I will reach people with love. I'll help them die. And I'll fight back against that thing, that Antichrist that is trying to take over the world and enslave all of humanity. So what is the purpose of the word? I found mine. I gave up my spot to stay in the most horrendous situations and bring hope and encouragement to invest in people that did not believe in love like I did. That is the purpose of the word. It wants to rule your heart and your mind and your decisions that you make about yourself, your money, your time, your energy. It has a purpose for you. Two kings, two words. One's got to be true, and one will be a lie. How does a word rule? I have to believe in it. I have to have tested it, tried it, seen the word in action demonstrated to me. If a word tells me that I am to forgive people, no matter how bad they are, that hurt me, tried to kill me, I have a choice now. I can serve and worship and follow that word. King. Make it king of my life. Or I can not. Now most of us have to have some experiences. We will test that word. Is that really what you mean? Surely you don't mean me to follow the speed limit. 35, do you? We'll test it. We'll see if it's true. We'll see if we can push the limits of the word. The word is quite able to handle your testament. Challenging it. Pondering over it. Researching it. If it's the real thing, it does not mind that. It's only when a word that is king, that's a lie, that's deception. It does not want you to challenge it. It does not want you to consider anything else, another concept, another idea. Remember Neo? He believed every word, every picture that came into his biological brain was the truth about himself and the world he lived in. He had no concept, no idea. He was born into slavery, to ignorance and into darkness. He had no truth. But he had words that were coming in, created words by a machine computer program that kept him asleep. And he learned, Morpheus learned later from one of the agents that the first round of these computer programmers, uh, programs the human subjects kept waking up out of this deep sleep. That is how a word wants to put your spirit to sleep. And allow your soul's hidden man to believe just that word. Not challenge it. To be shaped by it. Formed by it. Follow it. Love it. Believe it. And force everybody else to bow down to that word. That king. What you believe. So in Neo, he did not know. 
And he came out. He had not ever used his eyes, his muscles. It was like his spirit was being unplugged from darkness. He couldn't say anything. But something in his heart was searching for answers. So Morpheus went into the matrix, went into the spirit, and would meet with Neo in the spirit realm. Helping him to unplug from that system that he knew nothing about. That had programmed him through words and pictures, communications, a control system. That had ancient demonics in it. You learn that later, and I think in Matrix 2 or 3. Programs in it. Control systems. And if you get to the third movie, the agent kept asking Neo when they're fighting in in the program, Why do you keep getting up? I'm knocking you down, beating the tar out of you. What is it? Neo loved freedom. To know what the truth was. He had a purpose. The machine, the control, it has a purpose. To rule you, govern you, be the boss, tell you what to do. And when that's not done right with the right words, people will rise up. I try to tell my kings and everybody, if you don't treat your workers right, guess what happens? Unions get formed. They will rise up and strike. And your building projects get stopped. They'll go to court against you. And all world opinion will come against you because you're not righteous business people. You won't pay your people correctly. You won't treat them right. Give them good housing where they love you and they want to work for you. Happened over here in America. We went through it. And now we got the labor unions and the business owners and they're always speaking. They're always arguing. I want this. No, you can't have that. Okay. You want me to work for you? Yeah, but it's our money. We just want more money. We're going to pay. Okay. So some companies get so pissed off, so greedy, they leave and go to foreign countries where they can hire somebody for 50 cents a day. And they can work in the horrendous works work conditions possible and they don't care do you think those are righteous kings with a righteous word in them no they got that word in them get as much money and greed that you can and treat every human being horrible slave labor yeah now that word that's, that's what it's doing And if those business owners venture out and try to be nice people, other guys are going to come and attack them. Because here's what it is. You got the pyramid. I want you to go watch another movie. You just watch great. I'm going to tell my kings of the Middle East. It's called, um, dear, I can't remember it now. It's about. Uh, the oil crisis and uh, the falcon and how when oil was discovered in your countries caused a lot of problems and it took the young people coming together sort of like Romeo and Juliet I can't remember the name of my I'll try to remember it before the end of the video uh, there's also other movies to watch about being righteous leaders 
taking a word, allowing people to willingly follow it. We had a mess over in China. People are saying, no, it ain't going to happen. Got a mess in Venezuela. Oh, the movie I want you to watch to understand about if you're at the top and how you look at humanity. It's called Jupiter Arising. Excellent. Sort of a love story. It's about the earth. It's about harvesting humans. Excellent. I watch it all the time. It's about how one lady discovered that she was a reincarnation of a queen that owned the earth. She wanted to save her family, but she realized if she did that, the whole earth was going to be harvested to provide something called nectar so that these very rich, wealthy people at the top, called the Abracus family, you need to study them, could live forever. And they looked at other people and other planets just as harvest fields to be harvest, same as Neo in the Matrix. Well, she decided that she was going to protect Earth. She was going to allow her family to die and herself. Because she knew if she did, then the Earth stayed in her family. And this one guy, he's a real bad guy, couldn't do to the Earth what he had done and harvested the people to make some elixir so you could take a bath and stay young forever. She was willing to die herself. To save the earth. Now the earth knew nothing about it. This was all off planet somewhere else. And if you listen to uh, the guy that comes down. His name is Cain. Tells her that. Well you think out of all the billions and billions and billions of planet. That the earth is the only planet with life on it. She said, you can't imagine it. It has to be a dream. Because that's the only way you'd believe it. Excellent movie. uh, Jupiter is arising. Excellent, excellent. I watch a lot of movies. Have you ever noticed? God has always talked to me through movies. He said, I put these hidden messages in all the movies, in all the poetry, all the songs, in the marble statues, everywhere. People just aren't looking. They just want to be entertained. And if all you want to do is be entertained, then you won't see what's behind it. Have you read any Aesop's fables? I write blogs on the Golden Books. I'm writing one about Mickey and the Sorcerer's Hat of Magic. Peter Pan, Snow White, Goldilocks, and the Three Bears. No? You ought to, the messages are there. The word is hiding. The truth is hiding there about you, yourself, the world, what its purpose is. It's leading you and guiding you. How about Pinocchio? Tell lies what grows on you, your nose. And everybody can see it. Cinderella. What's its purpose? The word is communicated to us 
to give us comfort, truth, knowledge, to test it, apply it in our life, let it be king and ruler. Hang on just a second. Let me think. With that, uh, I'm going to bend down and look real quick and then be right back. Okay, I got it. A movie's called The Day of the Falcon. Excellent about the oil being found in the Middle East, yeah, your countries, and how war broke out between the tribes, and how it took the younger generation coming together and through love to settle this squabble. Excellent movie. You guys need to watch this stuff. When you are an unrighteous person, and the word that is king in your life is unrighteous, you'll kill people. You'll lock them up. You'll put them away because you feel threatened. The word that's in you, that king, it is not a nice word. Copy love word. Its purpose is to love and shine and help people. If you don't have that kind of word in you, you got the other kind. And you can look around the world and you can see the governments. You can see the leaders of the governments. What king they're following, what word is in their heart, in their soul, that they are serving. And it's usually me and myself. And I do not care about all of the people in my nation. So I'm going to have to take care of some business already started on LinkedIn. we got too many migrants and refugees that are leaving their nations because their leaders are corrupt they're following the wrong king. They have no training. Tell me, what leadership training does a politician go to? Who is their mentor that gets on their butt when they do it wrong? Who sits them down, spanks their fanning when they get in front of a camera and they purposely and knowing lie to us just to get our vote? They're not righteous with money. They don't care about the people. They use everything to pit people against each other. And if that doesn't work, when you're looking at it in China, we send in the military and the soldiers. And some rulers cannot stand to be challenged because what they're doing is unrighteous. They're fearful. They're afraid. Now, I told this story, I think, in the mental health. I, uh, I want you to go watch another movie called The King's Speech. True story about King George. And how he did, was not raised up to be king of England. His brother, Prince Edwards, was. But he decided to advocate because he loved a Wallace Simpson who was a divorcee and you could not be king and marry a divorcee. So he left and his brother, who had been horribly abused by his tutors, daycare workers, whatever, he stuttered. But now he's king of England and it's World War II. And they had no TV, so he had to go and speak on the radio. But he couldn't do it. It frightened him. So his loving wife found a speech therapist in England. Took her husband to him, and they started a lifelong relationship, mentoring, uh, counselor. And that speech therapist's job, which is like me, to be behind the scenes with these leaders. 
to help them become better. So they can stand up in front of their people. The people in the nation and the kingdom can feel safe. The visitors, the workers from other countries can feel safe through their voice, their decisions. So this speech therapist and this king spent a lot of time together to help him speak and overcome his stuttering and his fear. Now the speech therapist was held in confidence. He had nothing to do, was no threat to becoming a king. He didn't want to be king. He was there because he loved the king. He wanted to help the king be better. And the king was frightened and scared and he couldn't. His voice would shake and, and stutter on the radio. And that king needed to have a calm voice. He needed to think. He needed some love. Unconditional love poured in his life. Excellent. It won um, Academy Awards. That is what I do. I'm behind the scenes with you guys. You get up in front of the people. They'll feel safe with you. You'll help them through the hard times. The workers will love you. But you got to be trained. How many leadership classes has a king taken or a politician or a president? What have they done? Half of them can't even handle money right. Can't Half of them can't even take care of their family right. And then they go and think that they can lie to us on the camera and be a leader and take a word and a king and govern the nation. I don't think so. Because somebody going to step in. More powerful than them with all power of earth and the great creator. Even the one that talked to old Muhammad. Yeah. We, we got some connections to these things. And if we, we will step in. And we'll take you down if we have to. So the purpose of a word is to rule the system. Spirit, soul, and body. So then out through the physical body, out in the spiritual world, that word rules. Whole other world out there in the spiritual world. That ain't pretty a lot of places. How does a word rule? In the occult world, it has power. Some people call it energy. People that really know, it's got things attached to it. And I want to tell you another story. How I found out a lot about that. So I had this young girl living with me. Uh, she grew up in multi-generational Satanism. Was seeing a psychologist. And uh, she was having all kinds of problems. Depression, anxiety, fear, trying to work in one of the department stores. Great artist, great musician. She had multiple personalities due to her faith and her family. Well, she comes back after a meeting with her psychologist and said that according to the psychological protocols, it's going to take six or seven years for her to integrate all of her parts and become one integral person.
So the king and the healer that I work for spoke to me and said, I'm going to show her. It's not going to take six or seven years to heal her. So one night in my kitchen, with her at one table, chair, another one of her friends, who was also a multi-personality out of Satanism there, and a Christian brother. And her parts started coming up. She had one. It's a little boy, and he'd come up six tongue out of me. So I started talking to him and asked him if he'd like to go and play baseball and play sports. He said, yeah, he would. So I prayed. And in the spirit, he went on with this guy named Jesus. Well, immediately out of her mouth comes two little girls crying and screaming. Where's my brother? My brother, you took him. You killed him. Where is he? We want our brother back. He's gone. We love him. You killed him. You killed him. You killed him. I go, no, honey. I have it. He can come back to you anytime you want him. Bring him back. Bring him back. So I brought him back through prayer again. Well, here we got three little kids coming out of one girl's mouth. And I said, why don't you all three go off? Two little girls and a little boy. The little boy is probably about six, five years old. little girl, maybe four, something like that. They said, we can't. We can't leave Carrie. I go, well, who's Carrie? That's our sister. She can't move or speak. She's over there. They, my eyes are closed. And I saw laying on a slab of rock a little two-year-old child. She said, she can't talk. She can't walk. We can't leave her there. So I'm hearing word. I came to set the captives free. I came to make the lame walk, the blind to see, the deaf to hear. All of a sudden, I hear off in the distance, she is you cannot have her. She's mine. I'm going, no, Chloe got something talking to me from out of there. Now my eyes are closed. I'm in the spirit. And I said, pray to prayer. I got this girl crying at the table. No, no, don't kill us. You'll kill us. You want to kill us. You want to kill us. You want to kill us. They're crying. And I just calmly say, Father. Your word, your king, says to me, out of your book, that you came to set captives free. And that little child laying on that slab altar is captive. And these three parts of this part are captive. The little one cannot hear, cannot see. She's deaf, dumb, and blind. Father, you said you came to heal them, to heal the sick, to make the blind see, the lame to walk, and the deaf. Father, show your word and its power. Rise, carry up off the slab. Carrie gets up. The little girls help her down. I said, do you guys all want to go off and be children and play? Yes, yes. They all. They sit at my kitchen table. But I'm not in the kitchen table. The next day, this girl gets up. She says to me, you know, I feel like running down the street. I feel like I'm free for the first time in my life. That I can run. You see, the word of that king 
of that thing that said she's mine had held her spirit and soul and physical body in captivity, controlled it, enslaved it for its purposes, its desires. And here's the desire. Whenever he wanted that physical body to go to a satanic meeting, Go and have sex with somebody. And lay there and not say a word. Close your eyes. Be dead, thumb, and blind. And be brutal. Abused sexually. That little girl that was on the slab was brought up by that thing. And he could have her anytime he wanted to. Her spirit could not run. Her spirit could not hear, could not see. She was not free. There was not a freedom in her life to run and escape from that until Carrie was healed. A word with more power that was a king came and set a spiritual captive free, overpowered the other king, the demonic king, and healed that little spirit, sent them all off as little children to go play where? In the garden. Kings battle kings. A word is going to battle a word. Purpose against a purpose. How does the word rule? It's got some power in it. When I spoke those words, I had power backing me up. I had truth and light and the power that created all the creation backing my words up. That's how a word rules through power. Now, if you got a word and you don't have that kind of power, you'll use your military, you'll use your secret service people, You'll use the government. We got that going on right now in America. You'll turn the government against your own citizens because they ain't following your word. And you feel threatened. But there is a word and a king that's more powerful than anything on planet Earth to set people free. So, why does a word desire to be king? It wants to be a part of your life was to provide the purpose it was given, good or bad, freedom or captivity, and it has a purpose for your life. How does it rule? Through power. So I hope you enjoy that. I'm going to leave this up for a few minutes. You can take some notes. This will go up on the King and the Kingdom series. So you will learn more about yourself and others. Remember, there is a mental health and a forever person podcast and webcams that you can get to. The mental health and the forever person podcast will be up on the website, I hope, next week. And you'll be able to hear more from mental health. This is more deep spiritual stuff. And I'll tell you my stories that I've had, why I, why you feel we're in the garden and why things happen. Now, if you go to 
the episode six mental health maybe it's episode seven the conclude you'll hear a powerful story of how Jan died and Deborah came to life became a king resurrected word with power and authority it's a powerful story so enjoy why does the word desire to be king it wants to help you it wants to give you life and hope and peace and joy unity within your system Want you to serve it willingly. But there are other words. It has a purpose. For your life and for your nation. For everything you do. And it rules by power. Enjoy. This is Pastor Deborah. Remember, www.agapeloveishere.org website. The YouTube channel is The Hidden Kingdoms. Also on Twitter. Also on LinkedIn. At Pastor Deborah Schlake. And also, you can reach me my email at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. Enjoy. Love you. I'll try to get this up. And then I got my three days of training with human trafficking. So I'll be really busy for three days with the law enforcement. And uh, getting more training. And love all of you so much. Come back. You're welcome in the garden anytime. It's all on planet Earth. Now, if you try to bring some bad stuff in, the cherubim at the front will not let it come in. Anybody is welcome. Love.